You are listening to the Ever Argue with a Woman podcast, and I am Heather Tesmer. Hi, everyone. You are listening to the Ever Argue with a Woman podcast. And if you actually listen to the last couple podcasts, then you might actually qualify for becoming an attorney in Texas because they were a little bit dry, but filled with lots of information about premarital and postmarital agreements. So this podcast, we have a special guest, and she has been co-parenting for years, and she's been working with us in our... Oh, I forgot my best and best. Never mind. We're going to go to best and best. (laughs) So we like to start every podcast with a best personal and a best business. And this month, my best personal is that my daughter is coming home from OU for a few days and will be staying with us off and on throughout the summer. And so I'm looking forward to spending some quality time with her. Best business is that I am working on my rock for the quarter of getting our law firm retreat scheduled. I'm excited about some of the possibilities of where we're going to go and how much fun we're going to have. This year will be even more fun because we have so many people that are qualified to go on the trip. And so I can't wait for August. So now we're going to have a little bit more fun in this episode because... We have a special guest with us. Her name is Jacqueline Cisneros, and she has been an employee at Tesmer Law Firm for seven, eight years. Eight years. It seems like just yesterday. Well, and it was funny because we were in our leadership meeting, and Jackie was mentioning how she and her baby daddy, baby daddy, (laughs) ex-husband, how she and her ex-husband work so well with each other. And, you know, through the years, I was amazed, really, by how well they get along. And she's just such a an inspiring person to hear from when it comes to co-parenting that I asked her to be my first guest on my podcast. So I'm going to turn the mic over to Jackie in just a second, and I want to hear kind of how she got to this point with her ex-husband. Hello, everyone. I am Jacqueline Cisneros, as Heather mentioned. I have been here at the firm for almost eight years now, and I'm very excited to talk about co-parenting and the do's and don'ts and what is going to help you get through a co-parenting relationship. My story started off um, many, many years ago. Me and my ex-husband were high school sweethearts, and we were married for about six seven years and had two beautiful children. When we decided to part ways, we decided we were better off as friends. So we had a very amicable divorce, thank goodness. That began our co-parenting journey. We have now been divorced for almost 11 years now, and he has remarried, and we have a really, really good friendship. More like he's become a part of my family, aside from being my my ex-husband and his new wife, who we have welcomed with open arms, has definitely become a big staple in our family. The new wife. Do you think that the choice of a new spouse will influence whether or not you can have a good co-parenting relationship with your ex? Absolutely. Working here, as long as I have, I have seen 
people who don't, they just don't want to get along with the other person, with, with the new partner or whatever the case is. It does take all of us to want to get along and to want to be amicable with each other and friendly with each other because we all know we're going to be dealing with each other for the rest of our lives. Exactly. I tell people that all the time. And I don't <laughs> I don't think that they always believe me, but it's not when the kids age out. No. It's when you die yeah. because they're probably going to be around longer than you. So what are some of the keys to successfully co-parenting? Definitely communication. When my ex-husband started to bring around his, his new wife when they were dating, he talked to me about it, let me meet her on my terms, and immediately I, I adored her. She's amazing. And I saw that not only was she making him so happy, but she was making my kids happy. And that's, as a mother, that's all you want is whoever your ex-spouse ends up with, your ex-partner, that they're going to love your children just as much as you do. Because you don't want that fear to be in there, like, oh, are, are they being ugly to your to your child? Are they neglecting the child? And she didn't. My kids were so happy when she came. When my ex-husband would have my kids, my daughter would come back home with messy hair and in <laughs> basketball shorts. And once his new wife came in the picture, she was coming with her hair fixed. So that was, that was great. Mm, how lucky that they have <laughs> two great mom figures in their lives. So what do you think are some of the don'ts with co-parenting? Don't have animosity. Definitely don't be upset that, that if that person moves on, be accepting and have, like I said, communication. You have to have open communication in order for it to work. You, you have to be willing to try because it's not always easy. We have disagreements here and there, but we all come together. We all get in our group chat and discuss it or there was a big discussion that we had to talk about and we all had breakfast together and discussed it all together. So don't don't hold grudges. Don't be ugly towards the other side. Over communicate if you have to. Um, definitely talk to the person. Don't keep it inside because if you do, it's not going to work. Well, and I think also one of the keys to co-parenting is you had to have picked a good person to begin with <laughs> even though you're not getting along now but if you picked a narcissist you're never going to change that yep. <laughs> and you shouldn't expect them to change when you divorce them they're still going to be an asshole yep. <laughs> I see it every day here Absolutely. don't you though <laughs> well there's a thin line between love and hate and when you go from loving somebody you're not far from hating them mm -hmm. and so seeing that and then just the pure evilness sometimes they will destroy their own children yeah. to get at that other parent it, and that's what amazes me and you're right we see that every day if you think back to when you were first getting divorced what were some of the tools that you used to get you through that process did you like use one of the communication apps did you use a lawyer when you got divorced did you come up with a game plan as to who was going to pay for what? Just any of those kind of ideas. We did. We, we used an attorney. And because it was a very quick and easy divorce, we already knew our visitation schedule. We already knew um, financial obligations. We had everything written out and we both agreed on it. So when I took it to the attorney, it was like, okay, this is what we want. This is how it's going to happen. And that was it. It was quick and easy. Thank goodness. And we both agreed on the terms. We didn't have anything to argue about. The children were very well taken care of on both ends. So that helped a lot. Again, when you're saying on both ends. Mm -hmm. That certainly <laughs> helps. Yes. So do you use any kind of a communication app? No communication app. We mm -hmm. just, in our situation, it wasn't necessary just because we get along really well. That wasn't something that we needed. 
I do see it being very beneficial with a lot of my friends, close friends that are going through separation and child custody issues. I do see it being very, very beneficial for them. Mm -hmm. In our particular situation, we didn't need it. Right. When you're not calling each other names on yeah. text, you, you really don't need to. But, but it is very helpful when you have somebody who's abusive on the other side because it's easy to prove up mm-hmm. in court. Authenticating the communication, you don't have to go through the, is this his text? Is this his, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you're listening and you are having issues, you might want to look into, a, we call them a co-parenting application. There are several out there and you can probably Google it and you would find them. But that way you can communicate effectively. You can reimburse each other for anything that's owed. You can look at calendars. You can upload any information from the schools or doctors. And it's it's just a good, easy way to not have to deal with your ex face-to-face. I usually recommend it when people are having trouble co-parenting. You and your ex have been divorced for 11 years now? Yes, just about 11 years. Okay. So we say when we're talking with the clients that your orders should last about five years, but have you had to make any adjustments to your orders? No, I have not. We've kept it the same. If we do have to make changes to any visitation, we work with each other very well, uh, well enough that we could just switch off whenever needed. Without having it in writing or... (laughs) So it helps if you trust the person that you're co-parenting with. Okay, so I'm going to make another pitch here that if you do not trust them, then all agreements do need to be in writing. If you want to change your order, you probably do need to go to a lawyer and get the order modified. And those modifications are fairly easy to do, especially if you agree to it. The only way to really change an order is to get another order. So everybody needs to use caution out there. But in a healthy co-parenting situation, you're right. You should be able to trust each other and switch a weekend when you need to without getting into any trouble. But we've actually had some clients who think they're doing that. And then the other side is trying to trick them to make them look like they're taking the wrong times and it's just craziness so I know your kids Jackie (laughs) and they are fabulously well-adjusted children thank you so how did you help them through the transition of divorcing and learning to work with a new stepmom and making sure that their best interests were always first it wasn't anything that he jumped into with, with his new wife. He was single for a couple of years before he met her. And we just, we always put the kids first, even for holidays, for birthdays, for any special occasion, for school, for awards, for games, for anything. Kids are number one priority. We can be feeling a certain way that day or whatever the case is, but we always, always, always put the kids first. And thank goodness when his new wife came along, she had that same mentality. She wanted to do everything she could to make the kids feel 100% comfortable. She wasn't staying the night immediately um, when they first started dating. It was a very slow transition. And when they finally got the house together, we made sure that the kids were comfortable. We made sure that they were happy. She brought along her, her son from a previous marriage. So I think that helped a lot because he was around the same age as my children. So that made them so happy that they had someone else to play with Mm -hmm. so it was all in all really good an easy transition thank goodness yes that is always helpful did they have any children together they do they have a a younger son and a daughter and I adore them to pieces Mm. Um, just like they adore my smaller children they are completely infatuated with them so we get along really well so tell us about your other kids 
Well, tell us about all of them because actually it, <laughs> it, you haven't told us like their ages and tell um, us about all your kids. My two older kids, my son is 16 and my daughter's 13. Oh my God, I can't believe they're that old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're, oh my gosh, there's, it's fun. It's definitely fun with them. And then I have a three-year-old and a four-year-old. Their father is not able to co-parent with me. He's no longer here. And honestly, I think that is when we made a big transition from me and my ex-husband and his wife just being really friendly with each other to like truly becoming family. When their dad passed away, the first person by my side was my ex-husband's wife. She was right by my side. You know, I was 30 weeks pregnant and she was driving me home, making sure that me and the kids were fed, making sure that we were taking care of, washing dishes, doing everything she could to help in any possible way that she could. And same thing with my ex-husband. He brought dinner that night and was feeding my my one-year-old at the time because I just couldn't do it. And um, when we told the older kids together, we wanted to make sure that we were all together, sitting down, telling them what happened, because even though they lost someone, they still had all three of us. And we were a good unit together. And we wanted them to see that and to not feel the immense pain of losing someone as it, uh, of course it would come, but at least not as bad. Well, thank you for sharing that because it doesn't seem like it's been three years ago yeah. <laughs> because I remember when when you were going through that it, it felt like all of us were actually going through it because that was a very emotional time yeah so it was rough yeah I'm sure it still is but the kids are doing great they're fantastic thank goodness because <laughs> that was a loss for not just the younger two and you but all of you oh yeah so for all of us that's and rough it's actually my ex-husband and his wife are going to be my four-year-old's godparents so Wow. That's how um, how much I, I trust in them and how much we've come together as a family is we're all there for each other 100%. I have to say that, thank goodness, everybody doesn't get along as well as you because we would be out of business. <laughs> Uh, I do love it, though, because that's we really do strive to get our people to where you guys are. So that's great. So, you know, some of our clients have huge problems with co-parenting with the other side mm -hmm. and their kids know it and they try to get away with a lot of different things and it's mainly because they know that their parents don't speak to each other and so they play one off the other have you run into any of these type of situations and if so what do you guys do about it oh absolutely not <laughs> just the other day my ex-husband sent me a text in our group chat with him and his wife saying that my son failed to go to football and didn't tell anyone that it started. So my kids do not have that opportunity because we communicate so effectively. We are very open with each other's schedules. And if my son is failing and for some reason I didn't catch it that day, they are the first people to send me a text like, oh my gosh, did you see this? When my daughter is doing something wrong or whatever the case is, they immediately communicate that with me or I communicate that with them. And so, yeah, my kids don't, they don't get to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> so they don't have just one parent watching out. They've got three. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, poor things. <laughs> well, as you know, there's 
several examples. And this is normal behavior, I guess, for kids when they're trying to see how far they can push the boundaries. Well, if if you're not going to do what I want, then I'm going to go to dad's house Mm -hmm. or I want to go live with dad. And it's hard to stay an adult in that situation because I know it brings out the worst, I guess. As a mother, if you say something like that to me, I want to get down in the dirt with you and fight back when I know (laughs) as an adult, I have to stay above it and stay the parent Mm -hmm. and try to remain an adult when I'm communicating with my child. A lot of people have a hard time with that. (laughs) (laughs) And and we see it. So I'm going to ask you a little bit about your past or your history. Do you come from a divorced family? I do. And how do your parents get along? They get along great. They didn't always. In the beginning, they did not get along. Um, but I think as the years went on, they, they became really good friends. We spend holidays together. I usually host at my house. So we spend holidays all together, birthdays. It's not awkward or weird. My dad always greets my mom and my mom, you know, vice versa. She does the same. They joke around. They're very friendly with each other. And in fact, I was telling my ex-husband's new wife that I was coming on here. And she said, oh, that's that's amazing. Like, y'all, we should normalize this because she comes from the same background. Her mom and her dad's new wife or something to that effect they're really good friends so she saw it growing up that both parties on her mom and dad's side got along really good so it was very natural for her to get along with you know the other side same for me I saw it with my mom and dad they were divorced when I was like three but they get along great they're really good friends so it was very very normal for us just to come together and get along that's so great and it you know it It takes so much energy to be nasty. Who wants to do that? And who wants to live a life like that? So it's so much easier to be nice to each other. Completely agree. And let's let's spread that (laughs) out among everybody. Let's just be nice. Be a Ted Lasso. Do you have any last words of advice for people who are going through a divorce or working through bad co-parenting situations? Definitely have patience. Have patience because, I mean, not everyone is going to feel the same way you do and it's going to take some time for the other side to, you know, to get it together sometimes. So definitely have patience. Communication is key communication is a huge one and I can't stress that enough because if we had terrible communication we would not be able to accomplish the things that we've accomplished all together as co-parents communication is number one and be respectful be respectful of your your ex-partner at one point you did love them so be respectful be respectful of their of their new partner don't automatically pin them as the wicked stepmother we call her bonus mom we don't even call her stepmom or anything like that She is 100% a bonus mom. She adds to our family. And that's all I can ever ask for. What a good idea. I love that. And you're right. By remembering to give grace wherever you can. And we know that I have issues with that sometimes. But instead of reacting, it's much nicer sometimes to reflect on what is that other person going through. And by giving a little grace instead of fighting back, I guess. Let it go and see where this person is by communicating better. (laughs) Exactly is very good advice. Um, There is a judge. Well, there's probably more than one judge 
here in Bear County that says, you chose to have a baby with that man, so you're going to have to learn to live with them. You made that choice. I, I remember that sometimes when you're dealing with a real difficult person that somewhere at some point you had to have at least been attracted to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so making babies is, is a responsibility, and it's going to last a lifetime. Yes. A lot of people think that it's going to end once the person turns 18. And no, you you have to deal with that person when they get married, at college graduations. When y'all become grandparents, you have to deal with that person for the rest of your life. So why not make it easy? Why not make it a beautiful thing and come together? Amen, sister. That would be great. Jackie. <laughs> Jackie! <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate all of your insight into how you have become such a fabulous co-parent to your children. And I hopefully will be able to impart some good ideas that other people can use when they're starting their journey to co-parent with their ex-spouse or baby mama or daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of the Ever Argue with a Woman podcast. Hope you join us again next time. You are listening to the Ever Argue with a Woman podcast. And I am Heather Tesmer. Ever Argue with a Woman 